if you're focused and passionate and driven, um, you can achieve anything you want to achieve in life. Let's suppose that you were able every night to dream any dream you wanted to dream. And a lot of things that we want to do, a lot of places we would like to go, a lot of things we would like to experience. Here's how to really cash in on this year. Number one, get serious. Life is serious. That's basically it. I watched Nobody with him in it. That was a good movie. Is that the action film? Yeah. Bob Odenkirk is like insane, dude. Like he is. Who knew? Who saw that? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's odd <clears throat> seeing him as like um, like a superhero type, you know what I mean? Or doing yeah. the action film. Like that's not something you would you'd think he'd be capable of. Yeah. Well, the guy, like Vince Gilligan or like or whoever – thought of Brian Cranston. They're like the father from Malcolm and Metal. They actually um, showed somebody the video from uh, from his episode of the X-Files, I guess. And, like, that's why he was the perfect fit for that. Bob Odenkirk was on the X-Files? No, Brian Cranston. Sorry. And I'm talking about, um, fuck, Walter White. Sorry. Oh. Yeah, Bob Odenkirk is like insane what he is capable of doing. Which is funny because like he just started off on Mr. Show, so it is. <clears throat> he was also in love with Tim and Eric because he discovered those guys. I forgot about that. Yeah, who knew he was such a I mean I mean discovering somebody's one thing, but like having the talent to like be so versatile is insane. Yeah. I'm a one-trick pony. I'm just happy to be a pony. Yeah. I, I love that phrase, though, one-trick pony. It's an insult, but it's funny to me. Yeah. A one-trick pony. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, yeah, I'm happy to be a pony in general. Do I need to wake up? I'm so tired. I don't know why I'm so tired. Oh, I know why, because I basically have worked seven-day weeks. At least I get to have fun with my friends. Yeah. Well, all right. We'll get started. Oh, the bet, my favorite thing WWE has ever done started in 2019. There's this, like, wrestler. His name's Bray Wyatt, and he hosts, like, a kid's show on it. But it's, like, a demented kid's show. It's really good how it's done. Nice. But then his, like, alter ego is kind of like The Fiend. It's good. But. The Fiend? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, is he like a junkie? No, it's like almost like a a possession thing. It's weird. Oh. I thought he was like fiending for drugs and alcohol. That'd be an interesting one. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great, like, uh, wrestling character. He's like up there wrestling with his demons. Called drugs and alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) His family turned his back on him. They call rehab tag team wrestling. (laughs) That's funny. (sighs) I'm ready when you are. 
Yeah, I'm ready to go. Oh, cool. Do you, hey, real quick before we get started, do you want to? Uh, I might keep in some of this pre-roll banter. I like it. I like it too. I think it's funny. Hello, welcome to Brett Talk, the advice podcast where me, Brett, talks to you if you're willing to listen about advice. I give advice on many different things, like tools, grilling, taking tests, making love. Uh, defrauding the government, and everything in between. Uh, I'm here today at Golden Ox Studio with producer Jeremy. How's it going, Jeremy? I want to know what the in-between parts are. Everything you can imagine. That's what I'm, I'm, I'm back here, like, just befuddled. But, like, what could the middle be? Like the Hellraiser puzzle? Yeah. Pain is pleasure. Chess? Mm-hmm. How to be a chess champion? Checker champion. Checker champion. Chess and checkers. Same board, different game. Yeah, that's right. That could be like a metaphor for life for like different types of people. Like, you know, like working class, the 1%. Except the 1%'s board skewed to them. Sure. Because we're working. We're the modern day peasants. We're making their money for them. Which I'm glad to be part of it, you know? Yeah, you're getting some kickback. Yeah. I'm glad to be supporting them while I'm paying off my dental bills. <laughs> You're a generous <clears throat> person, Brett Thomas. Mm-hmm. No one can say otherwise. You're a charitable man. Thank you. Do you know what's like sad? Is like I went to Aspen Dental, which I love my dentist. And he's not in control of this, but I got like thousands of dollars of work done, and they asked me if I wanted to finance it. And the the company I got his name is Fortiva, and it's technically not like it's not a medical bill. It's called Fortiva Retail Credit. So my teeth are not under medical; they're under retail. <laughs> it's a it's a cosmetic thing, you know. Teeth. That's right. It's an elective. Yeah, I don't need them. Well, anyway. I mean, our our president, our first president, never had teeth. George Washington. Yeah. Oh, really? Were they wood? They're apparently. Oh, I almost said George Bush. <laughs> the, the real president. The, yeah, the, the first real one. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, today, me and Jeremy are going to talk about because this happens to us a lot. No, not get beaten up. Not get our lunch money stolen, uh, but getting heckled because we do stand-up comedy. Yep. And people like to yell at us. No one likes to – well, thank God. Well, I guess like when it's comedy and talk back, like I'm glad no one like goes to like, a, like Hamilton and starts like heckling because what would they do? They can just break character be like, oh, your mom's a hoe. Yeah. You suck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you suck. Hate that rap. <laughs> They'll be like, where, where do you guys bring out rock and roll? Mm-hmm. Like, the art shall smite you. <laughs> Fuck you, John Adams. Fuck you. <laughs> Is that a character on Hamilton? I, th- I hope. <laughs> I, I hope. I think that was a president. Herbie Hancock. Ooh, nice. Good pull. I always get up I always get Hamlet and Hamilton mixed up. 
Hamlet. I get, I get omelet and Hamilton mixed up. Me too. One's delicious, and one was a president. Mm-hmm. I ate a script of a Hamilton <laughs> because I thought it was an omelet. <laughs> Omeletin. Omeletin. But uh, what if, like, you think people could, like, heckle this podcast? Like, we're talking about earlier, like, someone could bust through the door of the studio and just mow us down. With heckles? Guns. Oh, Yeah. That'd be the, the that'd be their heckles. I'd rather I'd rather have them be guns than a heckle. Yeah, I me mean, too. At least a gun, you show some backbone. You know what I mean? That's yeah. that's fatal. Where like if you're heckling, you gotta make you're making me sit in it for a minute. That's true. Like a tempid water. <laughs> like getting like gunned down. It's kind of like, you know, getting gunned down, but or like a dying in a car wreck. But like getting heckled is like a terminal illness, like cancer. Yeah. You have to suffer. Somebody should die. Have you like ever heckled and I mean not heckled. Have you ever been heckled then like you do a bad job and like no one laughs and everyone's like laughs at the heckler's responses? Yes. It's happened to me. I, uh, especially when I was new, I didn't know what to do and I'd, I'd stutter and I'd be like really nervous. I can't think of a time when that's happened to me specifically, but I know it has. Honestly, it's happened from more, more often it's happened from other comics. Really? Yeah. Uh, that's true. More often than not, it's normally like another comic who, piped in even though it's a heckle a heckle's a heckle like if you're talking to it like okay what's 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 put down on like the very minimum of heckling is if you're talking to a comedian without them having already interacted with you first mm-hmm. the, anything beyond that is a heckle so even if you're being encouraging like hey great job or hey that's funny or whatever you're still heckling it's still yeah. unwanted or unasked for interaction from you as the audience. It is true. Most of the times, oh, <clears throat> there you go. Most of the times, I uh, I just ignore it if it's like <laughs> nice job or if it's boo, I just ignore it. In my head, I have like a, a thing I'll say if I get booed, but it's like the least funny thing ever. What is it? It's like, oh, it's not Halloween. <laughs> The worst funny thing ever. <laughs> it's not hollow. I don't even get it. Because they're saying boo like oh, a ghost. Oh, I get it. Yeah, so. Um, I'm really dumb. No, you're not. It's just like a bad joke. It's not even a joke. It's just like just a statement. Uh, I actually, there's a video recently from a friend of ours that got posted where I'm the one booing him. <laughs> Who was booing him? I was booing him. Oh. <laughs> it was Ray Roberts. Oh, uh, that's funny. And uh, Brian brought him up as the only pure white man on the show. Because he was. He was the only white guy on the show. Okay. So they got him up on stage. And as soon as they got him up on stage, I started booing him. I was like, boo, you white man. Boo. That's funny. I'm glad you did, though. He deserves it. Yeah. White devil. 
I uh, I got I was at a show and I, I got brought up and they're like we don't try to they're like we don't try to have more than two white males on the show. Yeah. And but she's like, but he's an exception. And then they, she brought me up. I played into it and I was like, well, I'm finally glad white men are getting equal representation. <laughs> That's funny. And I, I I really do agree. You know? Yeah. Maybe maybe she's figured like. Oh, like poor Brett. He's got mental issues, so that's mm-hmm. why I still I still get to play the diversity card. Yeah, men tell issues. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not lady tell issues. Yeah, it's men tell issues. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, uh, I, you know, what? I can't, I can't handle. I'm getting heckled, and like, I can't handle it, but like. When it's just like, like a belligerent drunk person to where like you try to say something back, and they're just like not even barely functioning. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Crazy. I uh, here's some tips for dealing with the heckler. If they're in the front row, and like they're like even they're like saying the nastiest thing to you. And it's like kind of like a, a packed show. If you start like attacking them, like people like in halfway through the audience in the back of the audience, since like the person's in front of all of them, they won't be able to hear what they're saying. So they'll just turn on you because they'll just see you attacking a person. <laughs> yeah, that happens. I've, I'm guilty of that for sure. Me too. Like I, I've, I've been known to lash out once in a while at a heckler. I can be pretty mean, but, you know, fuck them. I don't care. I can't be mean. I'm not good at being mean. We talked about it before. I lean into it to where I'm like, why are you doing this to me? Yeah, that is so funny. Honestly, that is the best approach to any heckler I've ever seen in my life. Like, that is the absolute right approach of being like, no matter what the situation that is the question you should be at least alluding to. Yeah. Why are you doing this to me? Because that automatically puts you in the position of being the victim. So now the crowd is on your side because nobody wants to be on the, you know, no one wants to be on the person who's causing the issue, right? Yeah. They're going to back the victim up. So it's like the perfect, and you're not wrong either. You're not wrong in that situation by asking that because this is your time. Yeah. I also don't like think this of myself, but like I'll be on stage and I'm like, hey, listen, I'm a loser in real life. This like five, ten minutes, all I got. <laughs> uh, Which isn't true, but it, it also right. helps people feel bad for me. Well, you're you're just very well, for one, you're very likable. So are you. Two, uh like you're the king of silence. Like I've never seen anybody just get laughs from just standing there. Thank like you. in between, in between jokes, you'll get laughs. Like it's why, or like if your laugh, if your joke doesn't land at first, you will wait. The because you will wait a minute, it may it almost saves the joke in general because, and you haven't done anything. Like it's 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 remarkable to watch. It really is. It's like. Cause you'll like say a joke and if it doesn't land, 
you just give them an extra minute as if like, oh no, this is on you. Thanks. <laughs> so like, it's fun to watch you do that. Thanks. One time, uh, this older woman at a show, I could just tell by her voice. She, she yelled at me and she was like out of breath. Cause she was like yelling so loud. Like, you know, she had to take pauses. Mm-hmm. She's like, do you know how to finish? And I don't, I don't think I said, I didn't say anything cause I was, I was still kind of newer, but then like later I thought I had the best line for that. And it would have been, no, that's why I don't have any kids. <laughs> But I thought about it later, not in the moment. Oh, that was, you, and you know what? How how early in a comedy were you when that happened? Uh, three years. Yeah, that's three years in is not a lot of time. And two, like, uh, it's hard. Like, it's really hard to, like, you will always think of things, you know, once you get off the stage. I do that all the time. Oh, yeah. Even when we do the crowd work show. Oh, yeah. There's so many things I think of after I get off stage. I'm like, God. <laughs> it's so frustrating because, like, you go, you, who is it? There's a golfer that says, like, oh, I try to get up there and I hit my, to hit my second, my second shot first. Which means, like, oh, like, my first shot's bad, but yeah. my second shot's very good. And so I'm just trying to do that my second shot the first time. Mm. And that's kind of like what you need to do as like dealing with a heckler is even just take a second and think, yeah, don't go with the exact, don't go with your initial thought. Otherwise you'll say this isn't Halloween. (laughs) No, I think that's a very good, that's a very sweet way to deal with a heckler. It's funny. It's silly. I love it. Like it's, it, that's a good. That's another reason why I think you're so likable up there is that you have like this like childlike charm to you. We're like that kind of like I couldn't get away with that because I look like the professor that everybody hates. Oh, where, I think uh, where somebody like you can get away with that because like you're just a sweet, fun boy. Thanks. I like how you said that. Like I'm childlike and I have like a beard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And, like, people can't see it, but, like, I have, like, a lot of body hair, <laughs> but I like it. <laughs> I think you're really funny, too. I think you have a good, I think you have a good stage presence. I think you have, like, really good jokes, and, like, I, I think your premises are on point. Thank you. I think, you're, I think your jokes, uh, like, elaborate more or make your premises more clear. I really feel like in the last couple of weeks of, or the last month or so, I've really come into my own. That's good. I mean, we've seen each other pro- progress and stuff. So, yeah. do you ever do this with a heckler? Because if someone's like being really mean, sometimes like I'll just let them keep talking because they don't know it, but they're putting themselves on the spot. So they're likely to say something stupid. Sure. The only hard part with that is usually that's when they pipe down. Oh, yeah. Or the moment you're like, oh, what? Yeah. What did you say? Like, I'm, now, I'm, I'm willing to interact with you. Yeah. I'm willing to listen to you, what you have to say is the moment that they just shut down. So you have nothing to work with there. 
Yeah, it sucks too. I hate when they do that. It's the worst. Like, no, come back. Yeah, like I wanted, like there was one time where I had, were you at that show at the Happy Dog? Yeah, because I remember a guy almost died. No, this was this was like way after. Oh, this was like not the last one we did. The one before. Okay. Where there was a table in the back of the room that was heckling the whole show, but they were that 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 kind of heckler that like thinks that they're helping by Ah. chiming in. And I warned them up top because I was hosting. Cause they started almost, they started almost immediately. Like I wasn't, in, I was like two minutes into my set and immediately they started heckling uh, and started like, not like heckling, heckling, like not like you suck or yeah. anything like that. Most of the time it's not like that. Most of the no. time is people thinking, Oh, because their, um, their interaction more likely than not their interaction with standup comedy is clips, right? On yeah. social media. So if that's what you see on social media and that's what you've seen some certain comics do as their specials, crowd work specials. Like Judah Freelander. Or um, what is that other guy? Um, Andrew. Um, Dice Clay? No. <laughs> Andrew th- Tate. No, who am I thinking of? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> well, whatever. The, whatever that – I forget his name now. Anyways, so like – that's what they think comedy is. And sure, there's moments like that, but that yeah. those are moments that like okay, I've asked you a question. So you're more you're allowed to answer, you know what I mean? Yeah. If the comic a- approaches you and says things to you, great. It's, you know, you're more than welcome to speak back. That's not heckling. Yeah. But if they're not talking to you, then that's not your time or your moment to speak up. One time, it, I, wait, what? I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. You finish. Oh, and I was going to say that, like, just because you're saying things that you think are helpful, aren't helpful. Like, that there's a reason why this person's talking. This is curated material. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. this isn't. Oh, this isn't necessarily off the top of my head. So the fact that you think that you're already wrong, mm-hmm. right off the rip of what your con- your concept of what comedy is. So that's what their problem was. They just kept trying to chime in on my bits and everything. And like, so I was like, yeah, I like we'll talk. And then I, I literally warned him. I warned him and said, look, I'm happy to do this. I'm happy to interact with you, but I am not all the other comics. So uh, we, you and I can, we can go back and forth here and I'm happy to do it. But once the next comic comes up, I really do need you to be quiet. That's nice of you. Yeah, I try to warn them. I try to be nice about it. That's also selfless because you're like, hey, this is your chance. Right. Like, let's ha- let's let's do this. Like, I'm, I because the the crowd work show, it has made me fearless with the audience. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to interact with the audience. Sometimes I almost rather do that than material if I've got an attentive audience because. You know, sometimes you just get burnt out on the material. So you just yeah. want to do something just different for the sake of doing something different. That's where I've been at the last like three weeks has just been like, I don't know if I really want to do material. So I just kind of get up there with a, 
I'll do like maybe one joke up top just to get myself rolling, and then I'll ask the audience a question to see where it goes. That's cool. I ran the crowd work show a couple times, and then I was like at, at the funny stop in Akron, mm-hmm. and they do a crowd work show, and the guy runs it. It's really funny, Drew Miller, and he's like, he's like, hey, bro, I'd like to get you on the crowd work show. He's like, let me see some crowd work if you want to, and I wasn't going to because I was doing like a, a feature set, like because it was like a part of a contest but i was bombing so bad i was like fuck it i'm just gonna talk to the crowd and then it was like the biggest laughs of the whole show was me just making fun of myself because like these women were like they had a picture and they were like pouring it in each other's glasses like i was like are you trying to finish that real quick so you can get out of here (laughs) that is very funny yeah Uh, yeah i mean they they like that because then they feel like because no audience wants to be talked at yeah and the more you can make them feel like you're talking to them and not at them is better yeah for both your set and their experience i've seen quite a few comics at like hilarities like someone will be heckling and like they'll be like they'll make a joke back like haha that's funny but please be quiet yeah, and sometimes they get a laugh off of that. Yeah. Like, some people are capable of, like, being an asshole to the heckler and getting laughs. Yeah. I am not that person. I don't, it, for whatever reason, it does not fit my personality. Because, again, I look like, I look like the professor that in college or in high school that nobody liked. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I was, like, an English professor and so every time I get up on stage, I kind of go with that in my, with the mindset of like, try and break that perception. Yeah. And then once they hear I was homeschooled and I'm like an idiot. <laughs> That's funny. Then it, that gets broken down pretty quickly. I like your bet about you being talking about you were homeschooled and stuff. Yeah. I like doing that material. I've got, I feel like I'm hitting a new stride with it. Mm-hmm. Hey, I know that other people can't hear this. But I heard a door open downstairs. You think it's time to get gunned down? Probably. Man, I'm excited. Or it's one of the uh, employees here. But normally he texts texts me if he's Mm -hmm. coming in. He'll say, like, hey, it's me. Send me a text so I don't get freaked out. Because sometimes I'm here by myself. Okay. And that's creepy. This, this building's creepy at like two in the morning by yourself. Let's describe it for the people. Oh yeah. So I'm in a, uh, it's called the Ukrainian labor temple. It was built in 1927. And essentially what it is, is like a big, like event space. So they would host like first communions, debutante balls, dances, uh, recitals, concerts, movies, um, you know, first communion parties, graduation parties. It's just a big event space. Uh, because it's so old and crickety, you know, you hear a lot of odd sounds in this building, especially when you're here by yourself late at night. So I generally, if I'm here alone, I'm locking that door. Okay. So there's like a, but it's not like the safest, most secure lock. Like it's, but I feel like it's enough. It'll, I think it's going to, st- it, it's going to stop somebody just long enough for me to be able to defend myself. Oh, yeah. You got a lot of stuff in here, too. You got, like, 
all these stands. You got a fire extinguisher right there. Yep, that's that's the first thing I'm going for. Smart. I'm blasting them with the fire extinguisher and then beating the hell out of them with it. Because they said, great job while you were performing. (laughs) Yeah. I wish I could do that to hecklers, exactly. Mm -hmm. I I watched this, like, heckler video from this guy from, like, a very long time ago on YouTube, Mm -hmm. and he's, like, a guitar comic, and he's, like, singing songs, and someone actually came up towards the stage and he took the guitar and literally swung it behind him and hit this guy over the head. And then he's like, and they asked the audience, like, what do you think, folks? And they're like, no. Right. Yeah, I remember that. That's that's a notorious clip. Yeah, I wouldn't ask what the people thought. No, that was his big mistake. Like, what do you think, folks? Did he deserve it? And they're like, no, you're an asshole. And he ruined his guitar in the process. That's the part, too, that kind of sucks for him. Yeah, it's just like, I don't know. You know how dangerous somebody is. You know what they're going to do or capable of. Sure. And then there's the, the, the famous clip of Bill Hicks just going off on a woman because she's like, you suck. Yeah. And he's like, you bitch. I like that. There's a story of um, Mark Marin and... Bill Hicks mm-hmm. and Bill Hicks asked Marin if he can go up before him. And he's like, I got to get to another gig after this. So can I go up before you? Marin's like, yeah, sure. That's fine. You know? So like, he's like, I, I let him go up and like two minutes, it must've been like two minutes into a set. I go use the bathroom. By the time I come out, he's already screaming at the audience that like, I'm a fucking poet. I am a fucking poet. Shut the fuck up. I'm a poet. And then like like the audience kind of dies down a minute and there's like a sweet old lady in the back that goes like, well, tell us a poem then. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. So it's like, it, it's tough. Like I highly recommend anybody who shout out to uh, another podcaster, James Mattern. He has a podcast uh, where he covers heckling and he, he I, I think there's things, certain things that I think he might've missed. He left out, but there's a lot of that he covers that I think is very helpful. Uh, you know, just it basically it's, you know, kind of a lot of what we talked about today, today was like, you know, try and be likable, try yeah. and get, you know, try and make yourself in the place of a victim. Then, you know, just going immediately after them because you haven't more than likely you haven't had enough time to establish who you are as a person because of their heckling. So the more you can establish yourself that you're the kind and generous person, the audience is more likely to be on your side than theirs. And, you know, there's always the, um, you know, the cliche heckle shutdown of and it's not wrong if you use it like whatever you got to do do it to shut down a heckler because you're not only you're more than likely helping out your own set but you're helping the set of others who come after you it's true uh my theory is is i don't care how mean i get at them 
as long as they get the as long as I got the point across. I don't care if I it made it made me endearing or not to the audience. I can't I can't control that. All I can do is try and shut this heckler down so the person after me doesn't have to deal with this bullshit. Now, again, with that being said, there's still ways where you can have your cake and eat it too. Like, you know, establishing that you're the victim in this situation or being like, look, hey, I, I made all this material, you know, I spent all this time on this material and as it turns out, none of it included you. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's a pretty tropey. It's funny. Like, that's a pretty standard comic shutting down a heckler bit like that's not an original material yeah. by any stretch of the imagination but in my opinion i'd rather do something hacky than be an asshole yeah then have the audience hate me yeah i agree i mean as long as you're not like as long as people aren't stealing jokes like like a bit but like I agree about the stuff with the heckler and using like lines like that. But also too, there's only so many lines about hecklers. You know right. what I mean? They've already all been done for sure. But uh, one time I actually had to explain because the lady was like, "Oh, what do you do for a living?" And she's like, "Oh, I'm a teacher." And I go, "Have you ever had a student in your class that just keeps talking over you as <laughs> you're trying to give your uh, your lesson for the day, and then he's." asking all these questions about how what what about this thing and what about that thing and you, you respond to him you know you would have understood what is going on had you paid attention that's what's going on right now i don't know what better way i can explain it to you other than that that's funny did that kill no oh they hated me oh as a matter of fact i bet you i can pull up that footage <laughs> That's funny. You I've, should. I, I'm I'm about to actually. I uh, what if I've never actually watched it. So, what if you're like, hey, hey, lady, have you ever been teaching and someone brought a gun in and you had to completely stop? That's how this feels now. Yeah. Let's see oh, if nice. I can find it in here. I hope it will. Yeah. So it's right here. I like it. It's heavy.
They're still talking too. Oh my! She that they were so drunk, and they were so fixed on the fact that they were right in this situation, they just would not take a moment to listen. Oh my god! When like you were like announcing the next comic, she spoke up. Those are the kind of people that will like do something bad to you, and then just be like, "Oh, it's not a big deal." Right? Yeah, exactly. We already know what kinds of people they are just by the way they're acting. Just like they weren't even sorry. Like, oh, that's heavy. Well, the girl tried to claim that I told her to shut the fuck up at the end of the night. I was like, at no point did I say that to you. Uh, I would never say that to you because that's disrespectful. Yeah. I, I'm more clever than that. Yeah. So, yeah, you can. I was trying to make a joke. Yeah, I thought it was funny. But obviously I'm at that at that point I'm I I couldn't hide the fact that I was also irritated. She is enriching our youth. She is teaching tomorrow. She's teaching the people of tomorrow. Yeah. To be also assholes. Yeah. I wonder if there's more <laughs> We did talk about that earlier. Um, This crowd was the worst. Yeah. Was that Ben Moore? That night? Was that recently? Yes. It was, um, oh, fuck, what's her name? I got to open for that guy the next night at Hilarities. Sam, Sam Rager was the headliner. Oh, she's funny. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Yeah. So that guy made me stop recording. I was going to try and play some of his set of him trying to shut them down as well uh, and failing just as much as I was. Yeah. Sometimes, like, no matter how good you are, you just can't win. With Brian couldn't shut him down. I couldn't shut him down. There was no shutting these people down. Shut them down. Shut them down. Shut them down. Do you have any last uh, advice for people for dealing with hecklers? Don't do what I did. <laughs> Obviously, it wasn't the right move. Give them some rope, and they'll hang themselves. <laughs> that is actually very good advice. Yeah. And also, don't be a heckler. Don't go to a comedy show and, and, and try to be funny. Sit there. Enjoy the show. Even if you see a comic that you that is completely awful... Still fun. Have you ever had a heckler at the, any of the uh, Secret Society shows? No, but like I kind of, it was almost like a reverse heckler because there was this couple in the front row at Mayhalls one time, 
people just kept picking on them. And then like, I remember I don't, I don't really drink much and I got two drink tickets. Don't worry. I, I still didn't forget the little people living over in my high horse with my two drink tickets. Um, <clears throat> I'm kidding. But, um, I asked him, I was like, do you guys drink? And like, they're like, yeah. And then the, the guy answered or, or there's the woman did and you could tell they were annoyed already. And I was like, Hey, you can have these two tickets. I remember that. Yeah. So I didn't have a heckler there, but I felt bad for him. I was like, leave him alone. Also like don't antagonize people either. Yeah. If you're talking to them and then they talk back and you're being an asshole about it, that's on you, dude. Yeah. Like, and also, too, like, if so, if you're talking, so if you go out of your way to talk to someone, they're not giving the response they want. They just wanted to watch a show. Yeah, that's a fair point. Comics have egos sometimes. I do. We all do. But. I mean, <laughs> the whole thing is built around ego. Like That's true. We watched our favorite comedian. A guy who probably, or lady who spent hours upon hours curating this material, weeks, years spent just slugging this thing out to do an hour special in front of a huge audience, Mm -hmm. crushes, and then we went, ah, I can do that. Mm -hmm. So that's the kind of hubris comics are. Like, we were... Uh, blindly arrogant. People want to hear what I have to say. Exactly. All right. Well, this was fun today. Where can we find you? <laughs> you always ask me, but I, be- I had to beat you to it this time. That's right. You had to heckle me into it. Mm-hmm. I'm a heckler. Uh, uh, you can find me at on Instagram at Jeremy underscore Demery. That's G-H-E-R-A-M-Y underscore Demery, D-E-M-E-R-Y. Also go to uh, secretsocietycomedy.com for any shows we got coming up. Good shows. Just don't come and heckle so Mm -hmm. I don't have to be an asshole to you. Yeah. (laughs) That was a rough night because there's just like, man, there's just nothing I could have done. Yeah. Be like that sometimes. You handled you handled it like a professional, though. Yeah, good luck. Good luck uh, telling that to the other guys I do that show with. <laughs> uh, they were not happy with me about it. That's all right. I was. Even though I wasn't there, I saw the clip a couple minutes ago. Yeah, you're proud of me I'm now. I'm proud of you, son. Thanks, buddy. You can follow me on Instagram at Brett Thomas eighteen ninety six and Facebook Brett Thomas. And uh, I'd like to thank Golden Ox Studio for having me. Jeremy's awesome. You can check out all the other podcasts he has on the network. I'm drawing a blank. That's okay. Look, go to GoldenOxStudio.com and you can find all of our podcasts there. It's late, and I had to bury six people today. I work at a cemetery. I had to do the same, but I don't work at a cemetery. Oh, nice. I'm just just mob-related. Oh, yeah. I uh, I love you guys, the people that listen. Um, Oh, 
signing off. Thank you for uh, listening to Brett Talk. Uh, give me a follow at Brett Thomas on Facebook and Brett Thomas 1896 on Instagram. Uh, please uh, leave a five star review on anywhere you listen to this podcast. They all help. Thank you.